everybody, and welcome back to Northside Innovates, the podcast for teachers by teachers. Uh, my name is Ashley Shinde. I am one of the secondary academic technology coaches here in Northside. Um, for today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things TCA. Um, in case TCA is something that you're unfamiliar with, TCA actually stands for the Texas Computer Education Agency. And so at TCA, it's a conference, right? And there are thousands of educators from around the world who come together for this amazing moment to connect, learn, and really cultivate their craft. And so their focus isn't just on ed tech, but it's on good teaching, good leaning, and good learning with ed tech, which really speaks to all of our hearts here. Am I right? Am yes, right? absolutely. Right? Sure. On the money. And this year, um, San Antonio was lucky enough to be the destination city. Unfortunately, it was a bit unlucky that the convention happened during our uh, great snowstorm. <laughs> However, we didn't let that stop us from venturing out. Did y'all venture out? Y'all did, right? I and ventured out on the did. second day. The second not day. The first day. Were you able to, Elizabeth? No, because my littles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yes, them, that's yeah. right. School is out. <laughs> Michelle, did you? No, I stayed home and stayed enjoyed. Home. Enjoyed the comfort family. Yes. It was way too cold to go out there. <laughs> and Ruby, Ruby was our little, like, woo! Uh, I ventured out on the second day. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I did regret it because it was, it was a little bit of a rough drive getting there. But we did it. And we did it for y'all. And so Yay! today it's all about sharing those resources, right? In this episode, um, we're going to be sharing our biggest takeaways. And we're actually going to start off with Elizabeth. All right, so I went to a fantastic session all about Adobe, and it was a great reminder for me that, um, you know, with our district, we have Adobe Express accounts um, for all of our teachers and our students, and just some examples of some of the things that I really loved um, and have used in the past with Adobe, but had kind of forgotten about it, and again, it brought it to the forefront of my mind, um, is Adobe Post. Um, which is like making a post, kids can make a poster to share what they've learned. Adobe Page is a website that kids can make. And then Adobe Spark Video, fantastic way for kids to create videos using the Chromebooks um, or the iPads. And then one other little nugget was the Adobe Animate Your Voice, which is a super fun tool for kids to use to um, kind of narrate something, but it has a cute animation to go with it. So a nice motivating tool for kids to use to, um, again, share their learning. Super cute. I think I saw somebody like had a toast, like a picture yes. of a toast, right? <laughs> and their mouths yeah. were talking. Can you imagine? They were the sharing fun? with mm-hmm. that one. They were sharing how to do a two digit by one digit multiplication. Oh. And so they were using the cute animation tool uh-huh. to like share their learning in math and do some math talk it out so it was really great yeah super cute i I think i learned something new right there there you go check it out jenny animate your voice (laughs) ruby what about you so i love the conference because it really it helps me grow in the areas that i need like i know that i wanted to learn more about how to encourage and support and coach uh, teachers from grade K through first. So I went to a lot of sessions that supported learning from the littles. Mm-hmm. And I was reminded that the littles, y'all, they are small but mighty. <laughs> they have the capability to use tech tools just like everybody else to demonstrate their learning. Of course, we have Seesaw, which is awesome. We have a lot of our, or most, all of our teachers um, using it. But a reminder, I was reminded that Flip and Chatterpigs are perfect 
for the littles to show their learning. Like Elizabeth was saying, they can uh, record themselves, video, use animation, and really get creative as they, as they uh, demonstrate what they've learned. So for me, it was, again, about how we should never underestimate the littles. Oh, I love that. Welcome to Sweet Little Tool. Little Tool. Michelle, what about you? So I went to a lot of sessions on blended learning mm -hmm. just because of that being our push right mm -hmm. now and just trying to make sure that I have a really firm understanding of blended learning and how to support our teachers in the classroom. And one of the sessions specifically that I went to was on teacher-created videos in a blended learning classroom. Neat. And mm -hmm. so I love the session for so many different reasons. And for me, I was able to correlate this with one of my first grade teachers who has really encompassed using videos in her own classroom for different things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she and, you know, and, and the presenter also spoke to these how it removes barriers to learning for some students because they're able to control their own learning at their own pace, at their own path. They can stop the video, they can go back and listen to it. She's used it in her classroom to um, clone herself. So instead of having to teach handwriting to the whole class, she teaches handwriting via video and students nice. go and do it during the center. So like this session just kind of helped me process all of that and. I'm just thinking about how I can take this learning now and create a PD Ooh. for teachers to show them, especially in the elementary classroom, you know, when we talk about like flipping a classroom, mm -hmm. most elementary teachers think, oh, that'll never work for my littles. But there's so many different ways that you can do that at the elementary level. And it's all about moving students from that passive learning to that active learning. Oh, I love it. That's yes. really that great. I, I feel like there are big implications for the secondary classroom on that, too. You know, if we have seven periods a day, we're repeating many things seven times. And so video can come in and kind of take the place of that repetition in really meaningful ways. My first grade teacher, she's even done little like science and social studies snippets. Like, remember yesterday we were talking about community learners? Wow. And she'll say, community learners are what? And then she pauses and then she's like, that's right. You remember. Oh, Good job. Yeah. And the kids are like so <laughs> That's so cool. It's like those videos like that you'll yeah. show like a, like a small, like develop like a toddler, right? Like when they pause mm -hmm. and I love like the wait time, mm -hmm. it can be included there in the videos too for your kids. Really so Dora the Explorer. Yes. yes. Yeah. Right? Like our older teachers, they'll go and find videos yeah. mm -hmm. on YouTube, but the videos don't exactly hit yeah, the, the content they right. that they need. Yeah. And if we can empower teachers mm -hmm. to create their own, mm -hmm. then the students are going to get exactly what they need when they need it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, empowering the teachers. There you go. And giving really the tools good. they need. Screencastify for the win right there. <laughs> yes. Sound yes. Like, right? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Michelle. Yes, it sounds like a lot of, you know, student creation, active learning, student engagement um, at TCA this year. And some of the things that I saw um, were really focused on the teacher. Right? I wanted to go to a lot of sessions that were focused on the teacher and just tools that could support us. And so some of the big themes that I found was the theme of efficiency. Right, and this theme kept coming up over and over about leveraging technology to really do 
the heavy lifting um, that is involved while we're teaching. So kind of going back to Michelle's point about the video, right? Using that video opportunity to clone yourself yes. and right instead of mm -hmm. being there and the sage on the stage, lecture, yeah. lecture, lecture, which there's nothing wrong with lecture. But sure. if you have that ability to clone yourself and really yeah. target the instruction where your kids need it, then why not? So using tech tools, again, to really just kind of help us do that heavy lifting and teaching. We talked about screencasts for videos. Um, you know, AI came up too. And Brandy couldn't be here with us today, but she went to a lot of sessions that were centered around artificial intelligence, such as ChatGPT, which you might have heard a lot of the buzz, especially the secondary world. I know yes. that there was some concerns when it first came out, but um, really the idea here is not to fear artificial intelligence, but how can we use that to help us and to kind of guide us into rethinking how we're teaching, how our students are processing and delivering material. And really, again, it goes back to that efficiency piece. You know, artificial intelligence can be something that we use. Like I was introduced to CuriePod, yes. which is very similar to Nearpod, except that it uses um, artificial intelligence to take whatever it is that you're teaching for that day. It generates slides for you. It generates um, different activities. Activities, yeah. yeah. That's Word really clouds, yeah. discussion questions. Well. So a real time saver there, yeah. at least as a launching off point, and then you can edit as needed. So really that idea of being wow. efficient. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's one. so powerful yeah. instead uh -huh. of just Googling something yep. and then kind of, you know, going through the weeds of what you have found, you mm -hmm. can leverage that AI piece mm -hmm. to kind of streamline and tailor the information that's out there to get what and you it's need. it's an awesome thought partner. Like if you yes. sit down yeah. and kind of yeah. go back and forth and know what to ask and it can be an excellent thought partner. It's like a so good. Google, like, I don't know, yeah. times 10, times 100. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So. Definitely, definitely things to think about and check out. All right, so what we're going to be doing right now is we are going to share Ruby went around at TCA and she sure was interviewing <laughs> like crazy. Man on the street. Man yes, on the street. I love it. So we have a few segments um, from her and some of the sessions and presenters that she saw that we would like to present with you here today. So here we go. So Michelle and I are here at TCA, and we just had an awesome session with Hannah Kittleman and Michael Merrick. Marek. Marek from Temple ISD, and we want to talk to them about blended learning. What would y'all tell someone who is thinking about incorporating blended learning into their classroom? So the first thing is that you don't have to do all the things. Um, that it's really, really important to start slow, maybe choose one thing or just one aspect that you would like to change into your classroom so that it is manageable for you. Because if you can manage it, then you are much more likely to keep going with it. Yep, start small. Start small and uh, just build the capacity in yourself. Build the relationships with the students to build that student ownership. But the main thing is start small. Thank y'all so much. One of the great tools that you can actually use to support blended learning is vocabulary, which um, Ruby went around and found a vocabulary session at TCA, and here's what they had to say about the tool. Hi everyone, I am here with Jason and Liz from, from Nearpod and Flocabulary. At the, I attended a session at the conference. And Jason, can you just explain a little bit why, um, how Flocabulary supports um, vocabulary development? Yeah, uh, Flocabulary uh, uses rap and hip hop music to, to work on 
vocabulary acquisition, tier two and tier three vocabulary acquisition. Students are absolutely engaged because you know music resonates with everybody at a different level. Uh, emotionally, with our memory, you, you name it. And, and students will be more engaged than you'll ever see them before. Just a friendly reminder that all of these things that we're talking, blended learning, creation, as Ruby mentioned earlier, it's not just for secondary and it's not just for the higher grades in the elementary schools. Um, our littles are just as capable as creating and doing these activities as well. And she has a great little piece right here um, that talks about that. Hi, I'm here with Ms. Tannenbaum and I just attended the Empowering the Littles to be Creative. And Ms. Tannenbaum, what is one takeaway that you wanted all your participants to walk away with? I think the biggest takeaway I want them to walk away with is that creating and being creative isn't just something that our older students need to do. Given the correct scaffolds, even our youngest learners can do that. And that's why in the session I started off providing so much guidance on how to build that agency. And then in the second part, I talked about four tech tools that really enhance that. So that's what I hope people really took away and that they take away that they can do that. And that, you know, it's not something that is only for our older kids, that even our pre-K kids, they can be creating with technology. Finally, for all of those who are interested in podcasts and wanting to bring those into your classroom, Ruby did attend another session on podcasts in the classroom, and here is the information on that. Hi, everyone. I'm here at TCAA, and I attended a podcast session with Tali. And Tali, if you, what advice would you give a teacher at Northside that is thinking about using podcasts with their students? Well, I would say, Ruby, that podcasts are fantastic entry points for excitement about new topics, seeing yourself seen and heard in different stories. And the biggest hurdle that most teachers feel, they're excited about the content, is how do I get started? What if I make a mistake? And what's so amazing is that your teachers, Northside has you who's there to support. I think that is so fantastic. And honestly, I'm jealous that I didn't have a Ruby when I was teaching. Uh, Tali, that's so sweet. So a reminder to all our teachers to content contact your academic tech coach and start uh, making those small moves to bring podcasts into your classroom. Thank you, Tali. Thank you all for joining us in this great conversation today around the topic of professional learning. And we want to keep the conversation going. Did you know that NISD Ed Chat is back on Twitter on Tuesday nights? Woo! What? Yes! yes. yes. So check out the latest conversation that we had. It's on Twitter. You can go there. You can search hashtag NISD EdChat and check out the conversation that we had around student engagement. We would love for you to join us for the next EdChat. It is happening on Tuesday, March 21st. It's at 7 p.m. And please be on the lookout for more information from your academic technology coach. Yes, Woo-hoo! we hope you join us. It's going to be so awesome. And yeah. don't forget, Dave Burgess will be joining us for that in ISDA chat as well. <sighs> fangirl. I'm a fangirl. Everybody remember Teach Like a Pirate? Yes, now you're going to go Google it and you're going to be hugged <laughs> and we're going to see you there. Yes, and he's going to be on our next podcast as well, talking all wow. things March Madness and technology. So we can't wait to be with you. Yay, we'll see you later. Or, yes, yeah, see you later. <laughs> <laughs>